Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. was really tickled when the possibility of interviewing today's guest came to me because it turns out there is a very special connection between our histories. Richard Weigel has spent a full lifetime earning a living through making music, which might be the dream but seldom the actuality of the dreams of a small-town boy. Roots Rock is his central thing, although sometimes his style of music might be called Americana, and he can definitely throw in a ragtime and a blues and all kinds of country. Although he's often a solo act, a fair amount of his music has been recorded with a group called the Midwesterners. He's a talented guy, been with a couple dozen bands, and Richard Weigel joins us from Madison, Wisconsin. Richard, I'm really looking forward to the time with you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. Glad to be here. Let's first get out in the open the deep connection that we have. It's a genetic connection, and I never knew your name or knew of you before a couple weeks ago. I did know the name Weagle because I lived in Darlington, Wisconsin for a while, and there's a couple different Weagle families there. Could you give me your family history and therefore by naming our connection? Well, my grandmother was a Judkins, and you're a Judkins too. So uh, I think the connection came about from a song that I posted recently on Facebook called The Clay Street Rag, and it named my great aunt Laura Judkins, who would have been sister to your grandfather, I believe. So uh, that's how we made our connection. For those who don't know who Laura Judkins is, I mean, she's no longer with us. She is my great aunt. She was the music teacher in Darlington, Wisconsin, who I think she must have taught many hundreds of people. I once was hitchhiking in Madison, got a ride with someone who knew of her as well which is pretty strange if you consider what the odds are in a, a city, I mean, Madison, at that time was maybe 250,000. What are the odds I'm going to get a ride with someone who knows my great aunt and took piano lessons with her? Is that what you studied with her? Well, she gave all our family, and I think maybe all relatives, I'm not sure about that, but our family got all our lessons for free. And and my family was really musical. My father and all his brothers and sisters played an instrument and sang around the house all the time. And so uh, from the earliest memory I have, it's me playing guitar. And I I don't know quite when I started taking lessons with her. I imagine pretty young, eight or ten years old. That just was always a part of my life. I have a lot of memories about that. And people contact me, or especially through this video I just posted, tell me that they took lessons from Aunt Laura. So I hear about it quite often. As I've mentioned, you live in Madison, Wisconsin. How long have you been there? When did you leave Darlington, Wisconsin? About 1968, I came here to Madison. 
in fact, uh, the last show I played now means that I've been playing in Madison in seven different decades. And I mostly have lived here in Madison, but there was a period where I would live the summer in Wisconsin Dells and in Colorado. And musically, I was playing in Colorado and in Wisconsin Dells. So six months in the Dells and six months in Colorado. I did that for six years. Oh, wow. That's quite a span of time. Was that before you formed the Midwesterners? I'm not sure if the Midwesterners goes over when you're in Colorado. No, that was before the Midwesterners. I started doing, well, it was pretty close to about the same time. About 1990 is when I started doing that. And 1991 was our first Midwesterners album. So it almost overlapped. The next Midwesterners album was in 2001. And that whole 10-year period, Midwesterners weren't a performing band. It was a recording band. And I was doing shows with this other band from the Dells called The Swing Crew. That's the band that went to Colorado and played a ski resort in the winter. Well, let's get started with your music. How do you want to kick off your Song of the Soul? Well, I thought, if you don't go, you won't know. That's just a good rock and roll song. I think we did a good job of recording it. It's got a good message. And it's recorded by the Midwesterners as opposed to just Richard Weigel, right? Well, at the time, yes, but it was still, that was the second album that was out in about 2001, and the band wasn't, really wasn't a performing band yet. So me and the drummer that worked on the first album worked on the second album, and I had musicians come in and play, but then when I started assembling a performing band, that was a couple of different musicians with the drummer and I. The drummer and I have been pretty consistent, and he's helped me produce all my albums and play on them, solo albums too. The album that it's from is called Pretty Little Town. I think it's the second Midwesterners release. Which Pretty Little Town were we talking about there? Well, I was kind of referring to a little bit to Darlington and a little bit to any town, USA, I think. But one of the pictures I considered for the cover was me standing in the flood, in the Darlington flood. <laughs> when the Pecatonica backs up each year? Yeah. <laughs> I remember back in the late 60s, I was living in Oconomowoc then, but you know, we always got the news about what was happening over in Darlington when the f- annual flooding happened. And they little tongue-in-cheek mentioned that the dry goods store no longer had dry goods. Just <laughs> That's a good one. I played in the flood my whole life. It was fun for us, basically. Well, here's Richard Weigel's song, performed with the group The Midwesterners, their second album, Pretty Little Town. The song is, If You Don't Go, You Won't Know. Said to me, 
today for Song of the Soul is Richard Weigel. If You Don't Go, You Won't Know is a song that he put out with his group, the Midwesterners, on their second album, Pretty Little Town. And as you can tell, it's rock. I'm Now, I associate Darlington, where we're both from, as, you know, I mean, it is country music. It's a generation back my dad and all the relatives used to get together and sing you know your cheating heart songs like that how popular was your group how well accepted was your leanings towards rock music when you were growing up there did you have to fight with your parents over it well no my parents always encouraged me to play music but there was a time a little bit later on, you know, my father was never too big on me going to college. You know, my mother went to college and graduated, but my father, you know, he started working in, in the ninth grade. That's as far as he got. And he's just a salt-of-the-earth kind of working man all his life. You know, it was okay for me to be playing music, but then as I got a little older, 18, 19, 20, you know, kind of started thinking I should be getting a job. Not a career, just a job. That's what his generation did. You know, I think they suffered through periods where they couldn't even get a job. 
Right, yeah. I think you're five years older than me, and so my dad was actually born in 1929, so I assume your parents are a little bit older than that, maybe. So having lived through the Depression, there's a, a different take on it. But I was really wondering about rock music. Even my dad did not look very positively on Elvis. He he would, you know, just the progenitors to Elvis would be the ones he would actually lean toward. Did your family have any reaction? I mean, in that song, if you don't go, you won't know. There is actually this worry that, you know, the rock is the devil's music. And did you have to deal with any of that attitude? No, not at all. You know, I grew up, I think one of my first musical memories is uh, Just Walk On By, that Leroy Van Dyke song. That was a big popular song in, in our household. And Johnny Cash and actually vaudeville songs like Bill Bailey. Five Foot Two, Eyes of Blue, Has Anybody Seen My Gal? That was the music we grew up on. And I don't know, there was just so much excitement around the Beatles and that type of music, although this is refreshing a memory where yesterday was playing on the radio and my mother didn't think too much of the song. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And that is uh, such a sweet song in so many ways. Wow. <laughs> but uh, my father, they let us use the Legion Hall. He was uh, in the war, and the Legionnaires put up a hall. And they let us go in there and practice any time we wanted. They gave us keys. We went in, turned the heat on, practiced three, four hours, you know, locked the place up, and they never charged us a nickel. So they, they encouraged uh, my musical career, you know, up to, a, like I said, a certain point. But I think I was about... 35 before they finally realized that, well, it doesn't look like he's going to get a job. Looks like he's going <laughs> to. <laughs> but you've already been making a living for a long time. Again, I asked, I was wondering, what was your first paid gig? Do you remember? Yeah. Our first gig, we played four songs at the cafeteria in school. Second gig, we played eight songs in the middle of a record hop. Record hops were big back then. But in the intermission, we played eight songs. Then our next gig, we played an actual full gig, and it was in Gratiot, I believe. We rented out the hall, and our band played the whole day. I distinctly remember there was a song or two, but I, did, I didn't know all the chords all the way through. So I just kind of fudged through those parts. But I remember the money we made from that was $130, which was, what, 25 30 bucks each which today would be 200 bucks or something like that for going out and playing your first show ever. Everybody in the band getting paid 200 bucks. And shoot, all kinds of bands now play for free for just to play. So that kind of just shows you what a different economy it was back then. Theoretically, the economy's doing great, but matter of fact, so many people are not getting enough money to buy the food that they need on their plate, you know. It's it's pretty crazy how that can work, especially for starving musicians more than ever. Yeah, I think so. About 10 years ago when that, the Great Recession hit, you know, there's some sort of, maybe it was true in the Great Depression where music did well, but I don't think it did very well in the Great Recession. That was a difficult time for musicians. Well, somehow you've kept it up for multiple, multiple, multiple decades. Let's get some more of your music out there to the world via Song of the Soul. What's up next? 
Let's play the Play Street Reg because that's kind of what brought us together. I guess the story is I named this song after the street that our family grew up on in Darlington. And I made a little video here recently. It's only been out a couple weeks. And I had just some great pictures that my mother had put in a photo album. And back in the day, nobody took pictures. So I was lucky to have these really well-done pictures. And it's a little bit different style. It kind of maybe shows a different range between my solo playing and, and the band playing. In fact, this is ragtime, which is a really an old style of music. And I recognize ragtime music when I hear it, but I don't really know what makes ragtime music ragtime. What What is it that differentiates it from other music forms? Well, I don't know how it originated. It's a very definite style of music. Uh, Scott Joplin probably made it famous, although it was famous back in the day because everybody played ragtime back in the day. If you were a working musician, I'm sure you had ragtime in your repertoire. Maybe it's akin to, you know, if you're a working musician in, in Wisconsin, you, you have polkas in your repertoire. I'm not sure, but they, you know, it, it's... That's actually a good question. I don't know how ragtime originated. Well, this version of Clay Street Rag that we're going to listen to, this performance of Clay Street Rag, is from 30-Minute Music Hour on Wisconsin Public Television. And it's also on Richard Weigel's recording, Magic Wind. Here is Clay Street Rag. Next song is named after the street that we grew up on in Darlington. It's called the Clay Street Rag.
Well, I hope you were up and dancing to the Clay Street Rag by Richard Weigel. He's here today for Song of the Soul. His website, the easiest one to find him via, is themidwesterners.com. Themidwesterners.com. The link's on nordenspiritradio.org. So you can also, on our site, I'm going to link the video that Richard Weigel made for the Clay Street Rag, so you can watch that as well. And as I mentioned earlier, Clay Street is just four blocks from Keep Street, where my grandparents lived. 816 Keep Street was a dress that's near and dear to my heart. Have you got a lot of relatives in Darlington still? Yes, I have uh, two sisters and two brothers still in Darlington. Given that you moved to Madison in 1968, did that mean you were a long-haired hippie or something? (laughs) I mean, that was kind of the age. Absolutely. I had the longest hair in high school (laughs) and got in trouble all the time for it. And one of my big memories is I was the first one to wear a madras shirt. You know what that is? A madras (laughs) shirt? What is that? I'm not even sure I can explain it. It was sort of a wild style of clothing back in the day. Got some great pictures of me and long hair, and they're posted on my Facebook page. I don't, I don't have them posted on my Midwesterner site. We'll include the link to themidwesterners.com. There's also a Bandcamp site that you'll find a lot of stuff for Richard Weigel and on Facebook. And so, follow those links from NordenSpiritRadio.org and let's listen to another song. What should we share? Well, let's go back to the Midwesterners and play "Riding with Chuck." This will give people a pretty good taste of what the Midwesterners like. This is called Roots Rock, and that's what we were going for. And Roots Rock can be defined by, if you go back to the 50s, rock and roll and country and blues and rockabilly, all of that music kind of melded together. So we're kind of shooting for that. But also, when we started recording with the Midwesterners, 1991, Americana was a term that was just starting to be used, and we called the music Americana also. Well, this is Riding with Chuck, obviously, is Chuck Berry. And this whole album, I was heavily influenced by Chuck Berry, as I suppose most rock and roll musicians were. And this whole album, our original songs, basically inspired by Chuck Berry rhythms and beats. So picture yourself standing alongside of the road with your guitar in hand, hitchhiking, and who picks you up but Chuck Berry. Riding down the beacon 
You had a lot of fun riding with Chuck as Richard Weigel and his band, the Midwesterners, clearly were having uh, on that version. Uh, of course, Chuck Berry, back in the day, was so influential in so much of that early rock music. And that's where Richard Weigel, the Midwesterners, and all those links you'll find on our, our NordenSpiritRadio.org site will lead you to so much music that clearly flows out of those traditions. Americana, rock, folk, it's all there on his site. And just remember, whenever you want to find links to any of the guests that we've had for Song of the Soul or our other program, Spirit in Action, since 2005, come to NordenSpiritRadio.org, follow those links, find the stations, the 40-plus stations across the nation that carry our programs. You'll also be able to comment on and rate programs, so please do that when you visit. We love two-way communication. Also, there's a donate button. That's how this full-time work is supported by your donations, not by government, not by corporations. It's because you want to make it continue. And please remember to support your local community radio station. Such wonderful alternative sources of music and news that you don't get from the 90% of the media, which is owned by just six corporations in the United States. It's crazy, and so it's so wonderful to get these alternative pieces of music and news that just don't get featured by mainstream, uh, corporately-owned music. So support your local community radio station. I did notice, by the way, Richard, that you have a recording of your program you did on WORT that is listed amongst the resources that are on your website. I assume you've connected with just about every station everywhere along in the decades that you've been doing this music. 
Well, especially those stations, like you say, that are independent. Uh, it's very difficult to get any music played on, like the corporate sponsored stations. It's it's impossible. But I have a friend that has a little low power station out in Mazamani, W I S Y. That's wonderful. There's a Monona, which is a suburb of Madison, has a hundred watt low power station that plays some of my music. WRT has always been a supporter of local music. I think that's wonderful. It's such a shame that the other big local radio stations don't play local music unless it's maybe on a Sunday night or some, you know, time of the day that people aren't normally listening. It's sad, and it's also glad that we've got these resources. So I really do hope folks will support their local community radio stations. What a gift to the world, both the musicians, the news, the alternative voice that these stations provide. And I know there's a lot of your music that I want to squeeze in here, Richard. So let's go to another song right away. What's up? I thought we should play right now Magic Wind, because it was a song that Just like Riding with Chuck pretty much inspired that whole album, Magic Wind inspired this album. I was on a train one time in Europe, believe it or not, to go visit a girl, and I wrote this phrase down in my book, Magic Wind. And I just felt like, you know, this I was doing the right thing. This is what I should be doing. I'm riding a magic wind. And uh, the music came pretty quick, but it took another 15 years to get the lyrics for the magic wind, riding a magic wind. And then when I finished that song, I noticed that I had four or five other songs with wind in the song that kind of directly or indirectly referenced this woman. And so the album is kind of loosely based around that relationship with her. It's an album that's released in 2017 called Magic Wind by Richard Weigel. And here is Riding a Magic Wind.
now take me straight and true Fast wind now take me straight to you I float through emerald skies of blue I know my song will see me through I'm riding the magic wind Riding the magic wind Riding the magic wind I'm riding the magic wind Riding the magic wind Riding the magic wind, riding the magic wind. I'm riding the magic wind, riding the magic wind, riding the magic wind, riding the magic wind. I'm riding the magic wind. Richard Weigel was in Europe riding a train when magic wind seized his mind imagination and fortunately it came out in 2017 many years later as that song riding magic wind and a number of other songs on his 2017 release he's with us here today for song of the soul best place to probably find links to all of his various characteristics of music and he's performed with many many bands and solo and many different ways over the years if you can find links by starting with the midwesterners.com the links on northernspiritradio.org and i'm going to turn right around and get you going to another song so that we get everything in so okay. let's share another one richard let's go to no heat in the van this song started out i sit down often and write little memoirs of things that happened experiences on the road and and it was a story of riding back from Minneapolis, a four-hour ride that turned into an eight-hour ride because of a snowstorm. And we didn't have any heat in the van. In the song, I'm, I play a resonator guitar. I use it a lot in my show these days. Now, I don't know if folks know what a resonator guitar is, but it's made out of steel, and, I, and you play it with a slide lots of times. It has a very specific sound, so hope you like it. Get ready for some twang from the Resonator Guitar by Richard Regal. It The song is No Heat in the Van. This is a song for the good old days. No heat in the van and I'm running on fumes. Been a hundred miles since I thought about you. I'm moving, I keep moving on. Pushing ahead, I keep moving down the road. Falling down up around the band Ain't had no good loving since I don't know when But I'm moving, I keep moving on Pushing ahead, I keep moving down the I should be happy I'm still alive I'm moving, I keep moving on Pushing ahead, I keep moving down the road Yeah, flying high, just a rowdy and handsome I 
I'm still smiling, I'm still dancing Moving, I keep moving on Pushing ahead, I keep moving down the Richard Weagle's songs. One place you can find him is richardweagle.bandcamp.com. Now, you don't know how to spell Weagle, right? Richard tells me that people have been spelling it wrong all his life. W-I-E-G-E-L is Weagle. There are relatives of his, a little bit distant, that have it spelled a little bit differently. And I'm not going to confuse you folks by telling you uh, the other spellings but if you have any question, come by on northernspiritradio.org. No heat in the van. Just before we went into that, I mentioned this is the good old days. I'm thinking of a VW van. VW minibuses were famous for their lack of heat. VWs in general were famous for their lack of heat. I don't think they were built for Wisconsin. <laughs> I'm hoping this wasn't one of those. No, this would just have been a Ford van of some kind, but I did have a, a, a bug that I drove for a couple of years, and and you're right that I missed a gig one night because the window would not defrost in an ice storm, and I had to get out every ten minutes and scrape the window, and I finally gave up. There's even more to that bug. That bug got taken by the Pecatonica River in a flood one time. <laughs> it didn't quite float down the river, but it got up to the windows. It was destroyed by the Pecatonica. Well, I hope, folks, that you have a chance to visit Darlington, which is really hometown for both Richard and myself. I didn't live there, but a very small portion of my life. So I don't have as deep a roots there as Richard Weigel does, although I've got a whole lot of relatives to that area, and it's near and dear to my heart because of that. I am so very aware, Richard, that we could chat all night long, which probably not be a bad thing in itself, but maybe getting some more of your music in would be a more valuable thing to do. And I know we've got at least a couple more songs I'd like to feature. What's up next? Okay, let's play Swamp Dog Blues. And this is by a friend of mine, Mike Dowling, who is a wonderful Wisconsin guitar player who lives in Mexico now. And I don't know, Swamp Dog, I wonder if the Pecatonica River inspired me to play this song. I grew up half a block away from the Pecatonica. And and this also, we talked about the roots music. And this is going back even farther. I'm always kind of going back and exploring, you know, the early recorded music of blues players and vaudeville singers. And this uses one of my guitars. It's very unusual. It's a 
a very low tuning for the guitar. It's in open C tuning, and it uses a Bob Mix slide. So, by my friend Mike Dowling. I hope you like it. Instrumental Swamp Dog Blues. Swamp Dog Blues is by Mike Dowling. It's performed here by Richard Weigel. It's on his recording, Still Waters, which is an instrumental recording. It's just You just released that this last year, right? Yes, just last summer. Still Waters. And I'm kind of thinking Still Waters is not what the Pecatonica did, particularly at flooding <laughs> time. <laughs> it's kind of rushing waters. <laughs> yeah, deep swirling waters. Mm. And you said Mike Dowling's somewhere way down south. No, he's from Wisconsin. But he's living way down south now, right? Living in Mexico now. What has kept you up north? One of the possibilities I can imagine is that Madison is a pretty good town for music. It's an all-around pretty good town. I, I must admit I generally like the politics of Madison, too. And it is a great, I think Madison is a great incubator for music, but uh, I, I'm afraid it kind of has a little bit of a glass ceiling that a, a lot of bands 
can only go so far around here. There's no music business here to speak of. A couple companies. So uh, I don't know. It's 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 hard hard to make it out of Madison. I think maybe things are changing now with the internet. But I I think I've been in a lot of bands that that could have you know made it in one way or another. And so I I, I don't know. I I think family probably has kept me in the area as much as anything. And I did go, you know, I went to Nashville around 1983 or 84. I was down there for a couple of weeks, and I took six songs that I had recorded, demoed, took down there, and I was trying to sell them, trying to be a songwriter. And, boy, I, I didn't think too much of the music scene at all. An awful lot of my friends were not making much money playing six-hour gigs six nights a week for 30 bucks a night. And I got friends in, in Austin too that, you know, the competition is brutal. So I don't know. I haven't really thought about it too much. I never aspired that, that much to moving to LA or New York. I don't know why. Well, when you've got home, it's good not to throw it away. I think one of the very undervalued components of a good life from the point of view of most Americans these days is community. Uh, what kind of community do you have there? Well, I have a, you know, been playing here for 50 years or, or so, so I have a, a great musical community. I have family here, so uh, family and friends, I guess, is my biggest community. If I'm not mistaken, you probably grew up Catholic as I did. I think we talked about some churches we had in common, birth or where my grandmother went to or whatever. Have you stayed Catholic through your life? I'm not a performing Catholic. I'll say that. I, and the term I, I use quite often is I, I'm not religious, but I hope I'm spiritual. I have a an aunt who's a nun, 92 years old now, who has sent me a birthday card virtually my entire life and has always in, encouraged me to, to play music and to stay with music. And I think I think she understands that, that, you know, that I'm basically doing good work and doing good in the world, and, and that's enough for her. So that's how I feel. We better get in one more song. I think we've got time to squeeze it in. How can we conclude your song of the soul? Well, this song is called Somewhere Out of Denver, and this was a a real turning point in my life. This was 1996, and I had been living in the Dells and in Colorado in the winters for six years, and I, this was after 30 years of playing music, too. My hearing was, I thought I was done. I, I just thought my hearing was done. So I quit, and over the next couple of years, my hearing kind of recovered. And this song, Somewhere Out of Denver, I, I don't know, it, it talks about, you know, starting over, I guess. Sometimes you have to just assess where you're at and start over. I guess that's the basic thought behind this song. Was this part of the energy for you to leave Denver, to not be going back there anymore? Is that what you're saying also? No, because I liked that well enough and, and have wonderful friends out there. In fact, I even reference. I say in the song something like, I have to get back and see my old friends, and I'm referring to those people. Uh, actually, it's uh, Dylan, Colorado, 
and the bar that I played at was called the Last Lift at Keystone Ski Resort. I'm just I had start I had to stop and start over because of my hearing, and I really at that point realigned my career into an acoustic career because I I had never played solo acoustically. I had to start over, learning a different style of guitar, playing in quieter rooms, and you know I still kept playing rock and roll, but I couldn't do that the way I had done it in the past, you know, 200 nights a year. So I had to, I just, just had to, that's what I've done a few times in my life is adapt to whatever the circumstances are. I think you have to do that to be a full-time player. Well, fortunately, Richard Weigel has been able to rack up some 50 years of playing music, and some 20 years ago, when he thought it was done for, he found a way forward with so many different musical styles, so many different genres of music, and bringing them all to stages all across the Midwest in his performances. How many different bands did you say over the years, Richard? I'll have to count someday. It's got to be 20 or Maybe more, for all I know. But you can find Richard Weigel and his music via his main website, themidwesterners.com. You'll find connections to him on YouTube. You'll find his Bandcamp site, richardweigel.bandcamp.com. Weigel is W-I-E-G-E-L. And we're going to go out with one last song by him, Somewhere Out of Denver. It's on his recording, Pretty Little Town. Find his riches on those websites, the links on nordenspiritradio.org. And Richard, I'm so glad to connect with you. I'm so thankful to our Aunt Laura for the way that she's propagated music into the world and that you've carried the torch forward for all these decades. Thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. You're very welcome, Mark. Thank you for having me. Again, follow the links for Richard Weigel on nordenspiritradio.org. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. Here is Somewhere Out of Denver by Richard Weigel. Somewhere out of Denver I got turned around I started thinking right was up and left was down
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.